welcome to a very special Christmas episode of the That's So Region podcast. I am your host, Dan Reardon, night editor of the Times of Northwest Indiana. With me as always is... Laura Lane, I am the Times Digital News Director and Christmas aficionado. And And ho, 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 Joseph Santa (laughs) Pete, here to bring you all Christmas cheer. All right, so I'm not bad Santa, but I am adequate Santa. Apparently, a bigger Christmas aficionado than I am, too. (laughs) I mean, Joseph sort of goes off the beaten path, so he's maybe more of a bell schnickel. I'm kind of sad that you're not dressed as Santa today. Well, I was my Facebook reminded me today that I wore like a goofy Christmas tie like last year, and I neglected (laughs) to do it uh, this year for whatever reason. I mean, uh, I do have my Christmas sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's that say? Namaste. I'm a yoga Santa today. That's pretty awesome. And yes. with a fairly in shape looking Santa. Yeah, as I mean, well. he's got legs to die for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, when I think of Christmas, uh, inevitably the first thing that comes to mind is porta potties. And, uh, <laughs> and hiding from Krampus. <laughs> and hiding from Krampus. In a porta potty. In a porta potty. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a fever dream I may have uh, <laughs> recently. Joseph, the story is not out yet. It's something you're working on for, what would that be, the December 23rd edition? Oh, yes, it should be in Sunday's paper. Tell uh, the fine folks what we're kind of uh, alluding to here. The, um, back in 2014, this uh, porta potty company based in Gary, Service Sanitation, you're probably familiar with them if you've. They're everywhere. They have those blue porta potties. They're at like Lollapalooza, the Indianapolis 500, Pitchfork. Like every music festival, basically in the area, construction sites, the steel mills, like you know, they're pretty much they're ubiquitous in this area, like uh, in Chicagoland. So you've probably seen or maybe availed yourself of one of their porta potties before. And they 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 came up with the idea of a couple years ago they're going to do this holiday light show thing, where they took like a hundred porta potties and they um, animated them to a straight like a Christmas song by Straight No Chaser and it was this huge like viral hit like millions of people watched it it made like national news it went like big and ever since then they've been doing like annual um, they've been doing annual Christmas show light displays they currently have a, a like a trailer that tows around like four porta potties that they'll sing Christmas carols like they have uh, like faces like lit up faces and will you know actively sing and they'll do like an hour-long concert they did one in downtown aurora they did one by lucas oil stadium at a crete in a senior retirement home they sing songs like apparently snoop dogg has like a christmas carol that was in the movie pitch perfect 2 and they threw they try to pick weird stuff that you know is not standard because it's just inherently a very odd you know thing they're doing in the first place right but they release a video every year too and then this year it's uh a Santa themed video but it's you know they're back they're at it it's uh they're looking to make it bigger and better they're talking about this crazy they want to build a giant Christmas tree out of porta potties and like put it on their main campus off Klein Avenue and Gary and have kind of like a holiday light display that you drive in and like you know go look at all the different displays there and they're looking at partnering with a lot of these places like Petyville and Hessville and like Candy Cane Lane and Crown Point and some of these other ones and what they want to do is they want to bring their tour in the future and sync both the porta potties and the house lights to like the same music so they'd have like they'll put on a show for both the people and do videos that they'll put out you know on youtube and social media and stuff and but it's been it's very odd holiday tradition but it's it's 
gained a lot of popularity. So I have a question with the yes. four porta potties on a trailer. Could I just be driving down the Borman one day and have porta potties singing Christmas carols to me? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're out of when they're driving around. Like they're out of enough issues with the Borman. They're not like battery operated or anything. I'm not. Gonna, I'm a little sad about that. <laughs> they, they, they are out of out of commission, unfortunately, when they are um, in motion. Because he did say like they have to bring like uh, mechanics along with them. Because usually, like, they have to do this elaborate rigging inside the porta potties. He said porta potties weren't really meant for Christmas light shows. So usually, <laughs> once they get once they get to their destination, they have to fix a bunch of stuff inside the porta potty because it got all jangled while they were driving along. So it, it's uh, you know, <laughs> they got to set it up. They got to do a lot of prep time when they're at the site or whatever. Because yeah. yeah, everything that they so carefully rigged was all messed up by the time they get there. It's like having a pit crew with the Indy 500. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, if that can't get you in the Christmas spirit, I have no idea what what, what can. But what about that house slideshow of the oh, Christmas? Yes. Oh, yeah. To go along with it, we have a great uh, house slideshow on nwi.com slash entertainment. You can see all the local region folks who have provided photos with their addresses. They're kind of highlighting their house decor. So if you want to make your own little mini tour of the region, you can kind of follow that along. We have Petyville and all that stuff highlighted in there too. But then there's some cool smaller homes that people might not recognize, but they should still be checked out. And you have this weekend to do it. Today is the 21st, so um, we're, we're recording this on a Friday. Yeah. And a number of these places, they have their shows going through the new year. The new so year. check them out. And we did a recent story on Candy Cane Lane, as Joseph mm -hmm. mentioned, in Crown Point. So um, what's uh, are, are you a big fan of, of, of these sort of holiday things, touring things? Do you like to go to the, the, the Christmas story exhibit or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. I know Nipsko's a big fan of these, too. Cause <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I did just take my dog to see Santa at PetSmart this weekend, so of course I'm obsessed with this kind of stuff. Although that didn't go well. I, I, per the, the gram, Franklin you know, was not happy with his... Franklin ran up like, to like Santa, wagging his tail, and then as soon as I handed him to Santa, he kept giving him a side yeah. eye, so... Yeah, that, guess that, he's that, not that. getting that bone for Christmas. That guy is suspicious. Yeah. That just the... Uh, yeah, it smells like beef and cheese. Santa does? Or the pet smart? No. Oh. Elf. Uh, I, think, I, think the, the, I think the Santas uh, that I've encountered smell more like uh, a gin mill, I think, than <laughs> anything else. Yeah. Uh, but uh, moving along from 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 Christmas, uh, another festive thing. This is in the lovely burg of Whiting. Um, it seems like we've been talking about this forever, and it's finally come to fruition. The the mascot Hall of Fame uh, held a sneak preview this week, where a bunch of kids from uh, uh, Nathan Hale Elementary and some some uh, lowly media folk got a chance to uh, go through. Um, I mean. When, when it was in the planning stages, you didn't realize it, but this place is huge. It's three stories. It's uh, 25,000 square feet over on Front Street. Um, $17 million. Yeah, uh, quite the price tag with it. You know, I was kind of, I, I thought it was going to be kind of dubious. I couldn't quite understand what the hook was going to be, but it, really at the end of the day, it's just an interactive museum that's really geared towards kids. Uh, Joseph, will you be lined up? Uh, sooner than later to be checking out the uh, mascot hall of fame over in whiting oh absolutely it's uh there have been talks about doing like big museums in the uh the region for some time we of course used to have the dillinger museum which was great but um disappeared 
but there were talks of being the Duke Steel Museum, like a Chicago baseball museum. Whiting's looked at like a Standard Oil museum, but this right. one seems to be the real deal. It's gotten financial support from like sports teams across the countries, including the Philadelphia Phillies, um, Jerry Reinsdorf and the Bulls, Sox, and Cubs have all, or the Sox, uh, Bulls, and Blackhawks have all backed it. They've, uh, uh, their college teams. They've, they've been able to bring uh, huge events with like a bunch of mascots from all over the country. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a big attraction. They had a pretty big success with that Woe Zone, the, the floating like Michigan yeah. Park. And the thing with Whiting, though, it's a beach town. You know, they, they get huge amounts of traffic during the summer months. The Pierogi Fest is the Indianapolis Monthly recently described it as the Mardi, the region's Mardi Gras, but with more <laughs> potatoes, which I thought it's was great. So appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> is but, the original Mardi Gras known for its potatoes? <laughs> It's like Mardi Gras, but only yeah. <laughs> yeah. with just even more potatoes. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. But the challenge, though, the challenge for Whiting has always been: well, people come for the beach, obviously, right? You know, for during when the weather's nice. But we live in you know Chicagoland, and we have what some call bear weather, where you know it's it's mostly an uninhabitable glacial wasteland for several months of the year. So they don't get that beach traffic in the winter. And the struggle is constantly, well, how do you bring people in? They have a very nice Christmas lights display right now, if you want right. to go check that out. Mm-hmm. They're pumping, like, Christmas carols from the rooftops. It's very festive. But um, this is a year-round attraction. They're hoping to be able, you know, be able to draw people from throughout Chicagoland. It's a very kids-oriented museum. Uh, Al Spare, who's the development director of it, who raised the funds, he used to be with U.S. Steel. I think he's semi-retired from that now. He was saying that this is not a museum where you go to look at stuff. It's a museum where you go to do stuff. Right. It's like a ton of interactive um, uh, things for kids where they get to see, learn, learn about mascot stuff full on. And mascots are like remain probably at the height of popularity now. Everybody's talking about um, uh, Gritty, Gritty with the flyers. Terrifying. <laughs> Gritty is living in like a social media sensation this yeah. year. Um, he is in my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just hope that Gritty doesn't become self-aware, and then. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, uh, some of, of of the mascots, one of this year's inductees, um, a couple weeks ago, it wouldn't have been a controversial pick, but Tommy Hawk is entering. Yeah, and, uh, body yeah. Are, are, are they going to have to investigate Tommy Hawk for PEDs? Will there have to be an asterisk next to his uh, <laughs> his bust at the Mascot Hall of Fame? Well, that's the thing, though. They've said it's a really stupid idea to ever try to fight a mascot. This was entirely initiated according Especially to the Hawks. a hockey mascot. Right. <laughs> well, the guy had tried to... It was a guy, I don't know if he was drunk or if he was just doing it. It was being filmed, so it might have been to try to get, like, a... Viral video or whatever. I'm going to assume, I, I don't want to cast aspersions, but I'm going to assume the, the guy was intoxicated. <laughs> it's reasonable. <laughs> yeah. But he was, uh, he looked like a kid, though. I don't know. But it was, uh, he tried to take off his helmet, and then Tommy Hawk, of course, like, you know, completely decimated him. Uh, just yeah. picked him up, body slammed him. Cl- clearly had some kind of, like, wrestling, wrestled in high school or college or something. And then um, people were making, like, hay of it on Twitter, like, setting it to Stone Cold Austin, Stone well, Cold people, Steve Austin. I mean, music. Tommy Hawk should be an enforcer for the Blackhawks at this point. Oh, like, put him in on the ring. You're he Al Crawford. Put him in as the goalie. I mean, at least it'd be entertaining <laughs> at this point rather than the current product they're putting up on West Madison with both teams. He's shown much more fight than the Blackhawks have at all this season. But they say it's a really dumb idea to ever try to fight a mascot for two reasons. They have a ton of padding. Right. So, it's, you know, you can't really land a punch if you're punching them in the face. And then uh, they're also um, 
they're also generally quite athletic. Like these, think of like the Phoenix Suns gorilla. These are people who are doing like trampoline dunks and stuff. Right. These are very like costume. Yeah, yeah, in costumes. Doing black flip, back flips down the the basketball court. Right. These are not schlubs. These are like really talented athletes usually. So you probably don't want to like mess with them. But it, it evoked to me, there was a famous fight with the Blackhawks, we're in this too, in the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Sudden Death, which was a total, it was basically diehard in an ice hockey arena, in which the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Blackhawks were playing the Stanley Cup, and it got seven. taken over by terrorists, Game 7, <laughs> and he was like the firefighter with like an Irish name, even <laughs> though he can't, like has a whole, you know, Austrian most, accent. Yeah, most Austrian accent you've ever heard. And he gets into this big fight in the kitchen with the penguins mascot. It goes on for like ten minutes. It's the most hilarious thing you've ever seen. Like they're they're try- like the penguins mascot's trying to kill him with like knives <laughs> and putting him in a hot fryer and just doing like spin kicks. And it's like the most like visually ridiculous like fight sequence you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> like it's both absurd, but the ma- the penguins mascot is not playing around. Right. Like, it's like not. Well, whether it's the penguin mascot or Tommy Hawk, <laughs> you, 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 you don't want that smoke. No. You know. And it ends with a pretty grisly death. Right. You come at Tommy Hawk, you better be prepared to catch those hands. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to, to the opening of this. It's, you know, it, it's uh, uh, 12 bucks to get in. Real young kids, uh, two and under, get in free. I mean, for 12 bucks, it feels like this is a, a, a you know, especially for kids, a fun way to spend the afternoon. They have a build a mascot. Um, things sort of like build a bear. I can only imagine the sort of monstrosities oh, that'll God. come out of that. So maybe we should should organize a times field trip. We should like a, ti- like a team building. Yeah, thing. and Everyone design like a times mascot. mascot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, 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 what would the times. times mascot be? I think that unlike that new Cubs mascot, it would have to have pants because well, right, think that's appropriate. Yes. We're a family newspaper. We're a family. I, I think Chris. Uh, I think uh, former uh, podcast co- contributor Krista Zavanovic would be the sartorial advisor for oh, the. Oh, uh, yes. sure. Because she's she's quite uh, the fashion uh, icon. Very so, chic. Um, I, I would think. Uh, well, I'm, I'm guessing if, if it's going to be a Times mascot, it might be a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> um, doesn't get paid very well, so it's going to kind of be kind of schlubby. Um, but uh, if you guys have any ideas, because uh, we're always looking for fan interaction. Well, fan, I don't want to call it. People who listen. <laughs> if you want to interact, give us some ideas for a Times mascot, and we will uh, discuss it. Um, sort of tangentially related, if, if you want to come up with fun mascot ideas, that might be a little easier if Karen Talion gets her way and marijuana is made legal <laughs> in the state of Indiana. As outlandish and, and unlikely as it is, uh, the mayors come out, or the mayor, the, the governors come out and, and said that he's not a fan of recreational or even medicinal, medicinal marijuana, really. CBD oil is hard enough to pass. Yeah, and he Indiana. said he signed that basically under protest, basically uh, not a fan of that. But, you know, Karen Talion, um, fighting the good fight for those who love Funyuns and Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> um, but how much sense would it make, Joseph, to be serious for a moment? I mean... Michigan has legal marijuana now. Illinois will soon have legal marijuana. Uh, these states that are bordering uh, Indiana, does it make sense eventually for Indiana to look at this seriously? Well, uh, economically it would. We could have the first mover advantage like we do with did with the casinos. and the. Um, uh, you're going to see some cross-border tra- trade. There will be a lot of people from Chicago and Indiana probably going to Michigan once 
they establish it's now legal in Michigan, but they have to establish There's no storefronts or yeah, anything. They have to establish the regulations or whatever. It's a promise from Pritzker for Illinois. Yeah, I mean yeah. he said he one of the first things he wants to do when he enters office is legalize marijuana. Now how that sort of manifests itself is I mean these these medical marijuana places will just open up, who knows? But it seems like Indiana has to sort of act quick if they want to sort of be out in front of this. Yeah, I, 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 this is Indiana. We'll probably be like the second to last in Mississippi to ever right. do this. But uh, the it's legal in more than 30 states nationally now between recreational and medicinal. And it is, it's enjoyed all-time heights in popularity. I think the polling shows that it's accepted by something like 80% of people like nationwide and more than like 70 in Indiana think it should be legalized. Like there's, this is one where the politicians are kind of um, out of step completely with like the will of the voters on this. Um, but it could be an issue for some politicians to make hay with because it's, uh, you know, something that's very popular and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's gone, it's been an economic boon, I think, for places like Colorado, which saw, you know, a boom in like marijuana tourism. It's right. legal in Canada now. You have a lot of people investing in like marijuana startups up there because it's uh, like it, the United States is actually like uh, it. You everybody can kind of tell that the way it's going, the momentum is for like legalization. But the thing is, like all these corporate companies are going to be based out of like Canada now because right. they moved before we did, and then they're going to um, have a huge lead in the market by the time it eventually gets legalized here. And so that you're going to see, like, it'll be a missed opportunity where they're dominating that sector. But it's already, you, you know, this is already, you're, see, you're seeing stuff like marijuana bars, edibles are huge, things of that nature. Um, it's only a matter of time before, you know, from the, by all accounts, it's only a matter of time before it's legal nationwide. But, you know, it's this being Indiana, which just legalized Sunday sales, which was the last state on record to have blue laws, right. like, you know, dating back to prohibition or whatever. Like, if I find it extremely unlikely that Indiana will, you know, it, it'll be one of the last states probably in the union. I to, keep joking that Indiana is going to end up building a border wall around itself to keep all the high folks in right. Michigan and Illinois. We don't have any problem <laughs> selling you uh, cigarette, cheap cigarettes or fireworks, but... Apparently, marijuana is a bridge too far. Well, that's the one thing that I've always found funny because you always have this cross border. It's you had this cross border vice trade in Northwest Indiana for a long time. Like we get Illinois people coming to gamble, we get Illinois people coming to buy cheap smokes, coming to buy fireworks, and we'd have to go over there to get like booze on Sundays. Right. And so mm -hmm. it's just like different standards for which vices are acceptable and which aren't, but it's all basically arbitrary. <laughs> I think part of the reason the worm has turned on this though is I think people who who started using marijuana medicinally and not you know recreationally people have seen sort of the uh benefits of of it you know because i mean it's not uh it's not grandma sitting there smoking a giant uh spliff or anything like that you know it's there's a lot of ways i think it can be administered i've seen um i always find it funny when i see those videos of people with like parkinson's or something like that and they they they, they ingest some and it seems to to give them relief so yeah as unlikely as it is i i you know and i I, I'm not a marijuana smoker myself. Um, I think, you know, if we're talking about commerce, if we're talking about free trade, if we're talking about things like that, that uh, the state seems to be so out in front of it, it, I don't know, it makes sense to me. What do you think, Laura? I think, I mean, if people are okay with it, definitely. It should. It doesn't do anything worse to you than drinking alcohol would do. So Right, and some would argue that it's, it's you know, alcohol is much worse for you. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was the alcohol lobby that originally, like, helped get it banned, too. Oh, really? Yeah, was back it, in the day. 
during the days of reefer madness yes. and, and propaganda <laughs> videos like that. So, but uh, we'll see, you know. Um, we started on a green topic of Christmas, and we're going to end on another green topic <laughs> of marijuana. But uh, we'll move and on. Apparently, Snoop Dogg has an entire Christmas album. Yeah, I, I had to yeah. clarify that. Yes. I have yet to listen to the whole thing. But. Yeah, I've. Uh, I, I I'm sure it's 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 an it's an amazing piece of work. It is. I um, should blast it in the newsroom after this. DMX also <laughs> does a version of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that is not to be missed. It is very distinctly DMX's style. It is one of the most energetic versions of Rudolph you'll ever hear. Well, that's a that's a that's a word you could use to describe uh, DMX is energetic. Uh, some other some other ones might come to mind as well. But uh, on this very, as I've said, on this very special Christmas episode <laughs> of That's So Region podcast, we'll move on to... My, my running joke on social media for a long time, too, is that a very special, every episode is a very special episode. Right. Like Griffin off the 80s sitcom thing. Right, where they all have, have like. themes, you know, like Punky Brewster. I remember they had one for like the Challenger explosion and things like that. But, uh, I just cater to my family and beg for listeners. <laughs> well, you know what, though? I'll, I'll tell you real quick. Um, there, uh, on Thursday night, which would have been the 20th, there's a legislative dinner. I'm not going to name names, but uh, apparently some bigwigs in the in the region are loyal That's a Region podcast listeners. So to you all, we thank you very much. Uh, we hope that uh, we continue to get better and grow, especially as we head into a new year. Um I'd like to see us do some new things with the podcast, try and get some guests, some other things like that. So stick with us. We appreciate you listening. Uh, and with that said, let's move on to our picks and suggestions for the week. Uh, who wants to go first? Laura? I, I can hit it off. We have the Santa Run, Walk, and Ride happening in Crown Point on Saturday, December 22nd. You know me, I'm all for running and using that as an excuse to be able to eat more Christmas cookies. Right. So start off, you know, the Christmas weekend. You can dress up as Santa. You could just watch as thousands of Santas run through downtown Crown Point. It'll be a good time. And then there's also the winter solstice hike that a couple of my friends are actually trying to get me to go to, but I have to work that day. Um, it's actually happening today uh, from 3 to 5, Friday, December 21st, over at Kemmel Beach in Beverly Shores, so go check that out. It should be pretty. It's a nice day, too. So I mean, aside from the snow, but it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not good. Uh, unlikely it'll be a white Christmas. So uh, we get to the point of the, the podcast, everyone enjoys carve out the next 15 minutes of your life. <laughs> Joseph Peach. I will keep it I'll keep it very brief. I would just recommend briefly uh, the um, oh I'll recommend a skit a video from the Aqua Show Aqua Teen Hunger Force to get you in the mood for the Christmas season. The cybernetic ghost of Christmas past from the future which is just this like five minute long very very absurd account of how uh, thousands of years ago Santa who was like a barbarian um like uh, use galactic elfin technology, and it's just complete nonsense, but it's hilarious. Uh, I would I recommend like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also just briefly recommend. I don't remember if I recommended this last week, but on December twenty second, the winter solstice at seven p.m. The there's going to be the annual Frosty Walk in which the fans of Robert Frost in North Hammond will gather at the Lost Marsh Golf Course. Then they're going to go into the woods on the darkest night of the year and read. Um, a poem by Robert Frost. It's a pretty cool, unique region tradition. Afterward, they usually go discuss the poem further at Bulldog Brewing in downtown Whiting. Um, I would also recommend downtown Whiting. Great lights display. It's just worth strolling around. It's been a pretty temperate. Uh, and the theater, go see a movie at the theater there, the Hoosier Theater. They're doing like It's a Wonderful Life. It's just one of the 
we had a lot of the old movie palaces back in the day. There were several on Hammond and Gary, but that's one of the few that's remaining. The Hoosier Theater, it's absolutely just gorgeous and stately in there. It's uh, definitely, it's a pretty cheap to see a movie there. It's always at 7.30 during the weekend, so check that out, and that's all. All right, look at that brevity. Yes. That's it's, what a Joseph, it's a Christmas that's present. What, that's what <laughs> it's my gift to the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that'll be it for this week's uh, That's Region podcast. No Matt Schubert Memorial or Grindhouse. No, no, I, I would just say, big ups to Grindhouse. No, I would just say, uh, you know, enjoy family if you have family in the area. Um, you know, curl up with, with some time off with maybe a, a, a hard copy of the Times or curl up with your iPad and go online and check out all our Give this episode a listen while you sit around the Christmas tree with your family and loved ones. Right, <laughs> and, and, want to, and looking for anything to escape. So uh, with that, Merry Christmas, Laura. Merry Christmas, Joseph. Merry and Merry Christmas, Christmas to everyone who listens. Uh, we like to kick uh, end this episode a little different this time it's uh what are we gonna do here let's let's switch it up merry christmas to all and a happy keep it region